Hello everyone and welcome to Monique's Meow Whisper. Yes, indeed, it is Friday night and I am a little uptight. I'm trying not to be, but that's the way I feel at the moment. Um, There's a lot of energy and things going on. I actually wanted to follow up on the situation with Petco because um, I wanted to give you guys a brief update and I and I plan to record another video um, on that matter. I actually took the video off uh, originally that I had posted on Instagram regarding Petco simply because the corporate office actually messaged me on Instagram and apologized for that situation so that that and i like petco so i know that many um you know things happen regarding that situation so i wanted to give you guys really a quick update so originally i went to petco i think it was on tuesday and it was a petco in aurora colorado and for some reason the store manager whatever you know hooked into his racist system he totally turned into you know jack daniels from 1952 what do you what do you want gal well sir i'm trying to get some milk for my family hmm well i'm not selling you any milk in fact you've got too many you know you've got too many too many of them neglect kids of yours and I'm not selling you any milk. All you guys do is just waste it, and you know we're in a dep- you know we're we're coming out of a, a tough time in this part of the land. You know you don't know how to really take care of the things that we've given you. You know I've noticed you just a uh, just just waste things, and you're and you're reckless. You niggers don't know how to take care of take care of anything. Well. I mean, oh, uh, well, I, we, we really need milk. I mean, it's, my family needs, needs milk. Please, sir, I, I cleaned all your, 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 your bathrooms. I washed all the dishes. I, I fed all the, the, the farm animals. I, you know, I nursed your children. I did X, Y, and Z. And please, I'm asking you. Please sell me some milk. I'm not selling you any milk now, gal. I don't know why you keep coming in here asking me because I'm not doing it. In fact, I'm never going to sell sell you any more milk. I, you know, I see how you handle things and you're just a just a ball of waste. And but please, I'm asking you, please send. We, we need it for for my children. Oh, are you coming in here with some goblin tears? I you need to get on out of here you just you need to get on out of here i'm not selling you a, a darn thing and don't you ever come back asking me for another thing oh god meanwhile after after the woman left this racist um townsman that owned this you know very popular uh grocery store and this was during a time where it was really when things were starting to really bubble over with inequality and people fighting for equality in the United States. Okay. And this is in 1952. 
And in different parts of the United States, there were these situations where black communities were dependent upon, you know, white stores or white resources, AKA access just to get what they needed to survive. Now, mind you, there were some black communities that had their own things. Like, you know, down south, you find many black farmers and even in the Midwest, but it, it was, there were, there are places and were places. Okay. So can you imagine being in a situation where, you know, you really needed some medicine, for example, you know, or a loved one needed something and you had to travel far just to hope you would even make it alive to get it and make it alive to even once you got it to get back to where it needs to go. You know, it could have been for a family member, or a spouse, a child, and it was very uncertain. So many times, which is rooted in black tradition, we, you know, we're scientists. We, you know, we're roots men and women. We know how to just put a little this and that together. And somehow we know how to also help sustain our, ourselves. But sadly, when we get immersed into the medical system and get on medication and different things that are foreign to our, our bodies and destroys our own antibodies, then it weakens our defense systems. But this has been a strategic um, uh, situation that has happened with our, even with our own health that continues to exist until today. Um, this week, I want to give a recognition. It is Black Women's um, Awareness for uh, fertility and being able to give birth, because the mortality rate for Black women who need to, who do, you know, want to conceive or go and try to to when they once are pregnant and go into labor, they have a very high mortality rate that. Uh, outpaces any other race and this you know this is really scary to me because I even think about you know that that fact and why is that and so what's really um, frightening I need you all to listen and listen in on this statistic so less than one there are less than one percent of black physicians in the United States like literally that's the number. So if there's less than 1% of black um, physicians, <clears throat> the other statistic is that, you know, when black physicians are treating black um, patients, they are, you know, there's a difference versus why is, when you look at these numbers, the patients dying at this rate under the care of non-black physicians that's that says a lot about our healthcare system and the other fact is that other black women who do give birth around the world are not dying at this rate why because they have a different medical system and people that look like them so what are you trying to say? We we don't know what, how to treat you you beast? I mean you you people, you guys come in here with your your Medicaid, 
you, you, you barely can afford to pay your light bill and you come in here with all your medical problems and you think we have the resources to waste on you all. In fact, you're, you're, just, you're just useless. This is why we, you know, do what we have to do at times. Did you think I wasn't going to reveal that? Well, I'm, heck, I'm, I'm an I'm a old doctor. I might as well start spilling some of my beans. Yeah, you know about that black market. Get it? The black market. <laughs> well, yeah, that's where, you know, bl- black organs and, you know, things sort of go disappearing and going into a different place. And we sell these parts. Yeah, to our grandparents. For God's sake, that's why you got some folks walking around in 96 you know, still walking and playing golf every day because they've got a lung or a heart or something that they were able to get transplant because they have the money to do it. Sam tootin' and that's just the way it is. Well, you know, I know some of you don't want to hear it, but it's just the way it is. Well, yeah, so I, yeah, no, I don't think that black people really know how to take care of themselves. Well, no, they don't. They Yes, they used to nurse our our children, I mean, my grandparents and things, but that's because they were of a different time. Well, yeah, they used to babysit our, <clears throat> yeah, we used to be watched by black, our black nannies and pappies. Well, no, they weren't dangerous, but, well, I, this is because this is the way I was raised. This is how I was raised have to understand it yeah well I mean you're from obviously from the new age of strangeness I can't even believe I'm sitting here on this interview with you but you know I've (sighs) I tell you so no I, I totally disagree and I just think that black folks need to you know they they need to eat better well yeah, I'm not comfortable treating a, a you know a black woman when she comes in. I mean, normally they have these attitude, these just attitudes with my staff, you know, where they just take up two chairs and they just think they're the the queens. And some of them come with those old rags over their heads, and you know that's just not the type of practice I was intending on having here. I mean. By golly, things have changed. And, you know, we're making room for the immigrant. We're making room for, you know, all these different people in our community and accepting insurances that are not really paying out and doing small favors. And you think this is the this is the American dream. But geez, you must be crazy. This is why I'm thinking of packing our bags and going overseas to practice in Italy. You know, that's where lots of my colleagues have actually relocated. Yeah, lots of jobs now that the pandemic has kind of slowed down and, you know, might just be a possibility of getting getting into something different. Well, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So that's one little example of an ignorant person. And so going back to the, the fertility rate 
that is that's kind of scary that black women are actually dying giving childbirth like this not only that black little girls are also dying at an alarming rate outpacing any other race any any gender anything else around the world so when you're look when i am looking at these statistics and when i look at the treatment and the disrespect that happens on a daily basis in my own life when i'm out you know, in a, in the public, dealing in different spaces, I can see why the erases have happened to many black um, p- women in particular. Uh, there are di- there are different things um, affecting the American black indigenous woman, and what's interesting to me is how people ride off the coattails of our feminine our femininity our feminine beauty this and that all around the world even from the music to everything but then there's absolutely no respect like you'll take our culture and our sexuality and all these things put it on yourselves and then you'll turn around and disrespect the black woman and say that she is less than so to uh, to understand like you wouldn't even survive in the shoes of black men and women in this country. If you come over here with that attitude, you, you wouldn't survive it. And I'm just telling my international audience exactly how I feel about these things. Um, when you come over here, you have to be respectful to the black indigenous people of America, period. Okay. Everyone, I'm, I actually took a, I had to take a commercial break. So now I'm segueing into a different topic. Actually, no, I'm not. I want to go back to what I was speaking about. Um, uh oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Am I going to have jokes pretty soon? All right. So one of the things that is bothering me is the fact that so many um, black women in general and women are under some some form of subjugation and attack across the world and the question is is why and so if we were to really like dissect this energy that is oppressive and even to men it's oppressive okay but because of the nature of this this lower vibrational force, it does take on more of a um, masculine sort of role, okay, energy in terms of the power to 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 destroy, you know. So a woman, it, it doesn't matter which gender you identify with or who or whatever you, you are, that those energies exist. So when we're dealing with something like that then when you translate that into okay what species of humans are we going to oppress the most it would be the black woman why is that because the black woman is the original genetically the original mother of the whole world did you guys not know who your mother was some of you if you feel like you want to commit suicide because i said that or you hate me because i said that that shows me who you are and 
the invisible realm who you truly are and what you are and that is a forgotten child a child that doesn't know it its origins a child that doesn't know where it came from and and truthfully that is the energy i'm talking about the energy of racism you know the one that hates anything that is a reminder of 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 dark of of blackness you know that energy tends to to destroy land tends to say that they are redevelopers but all you did was redevelop a you know old building into a very big tall high rise with high prices so that's your your idea of redevelopment and then we have the frustrated then we have the frustrated then we have the frustrated person who walks around slamming doors every day walks around just angry at life and uh, honestly that's about 30 percent of humans right now and that sort of energy is also destructive because it's almost like i'm gonna take it out on the world man i'm just gonna kick around rocks because you're a rock and i'm gonna kick you i'm gonna bully you on the highway i'm gonna rev my engine i'm gonna I'm going to walk high and proud until, you know, indirect slights at you just to let you know who, how much money I really have or how much money I really don't have. Whatever it is, I'm crass and I'm an ass and I can walk around just doing whatever because I'm mad at the world. I'm the one in my hot box mad, you know, vigorously playing like super weird YouTube type games and I don't, I'm talking to myself and I'm going crazy and mad. Yeah, man. You know, and that type of person is in all shapes and sizes and colors that I just described. Mad at the world, walk around, man. Doing, man, what you doing, man? Man, I don't even know, man. People get my nerve, man. Man, it's you. I ain't doing a damn thing, man. No, I'm just, no, I'm just laying low, laying low. I'm just laying low. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Whatever, 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 man. Shoot. Okay. So then you have that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm just saying that energy's real, and it's and it's stifling. Okay. I'm just calling about calling out a bunch of crap. Um, and, and that really segues me to this, you know, I'm going to, ever since this Petco situation though, now I'm kind of bouncing back, just knowing that I needed to get just something simple and how someone decided to literally act like 1952, like I'm not selling you anything. And I want y'all to know what I did. I contacted First of all, I contacted customer support and then I um, got an email and I filed a complaint and I used a very important uh, website or affiliation, you know, within that, I mean, complaint without telling you too many details, but I, I basically shared what happened 
And then I also wrote a review about what happened. And then I found out on the reviews for this particular store that many, um, actually it, it was one black, I guess it was a black man, male customer. And he was actually called the N word nigga by one of the cashiers who was a Latino or something. See what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. And the fact is, is if that store fosters racism, any kind of funny, you know, slight jokes, maybe you don't even hire black people. I don't even know if they have any black employees there. Now that I think about it, they were just Hispanics. Maybe there could have been one black person. I really don't think so. So I'm not here to bash the brand of Petco, but I totally called them out on why would you, you know, you put this guy as a general manager who's not very intelligent, can't even help his employees. Okay, he's standing around watching them struggle on the cash register while the line is wrapped around the corner. And when I witnessed this and I wanted to get some fish, he got upset that I was sort of authoritative when I asked in a professional way. I was just like, may I get some fish? And I was a little upset that he told me no because they closed at 7. And I was like, at 7? Since when did they close at 7? I never knew that. And he goes, then he goes, well, okay, I'll, get, I'll come around and get you the fish. Then when he asked me my, um, what size tank I had, I said, I have a 75 gallon tank and I have 10 to 15 um, small goldfish I just bought. Oh, I'm not selling you any fish. And this man starts arguing me down as if I don't know how to take care of animals. Okay. As if I am inhumane that see, this is what I'm jabbing at. He, he was making it seem like I was inhumane for having 10 to 15 goldfish in a big ass 75 gallon tank my tank is so big i can't even find my fish there's tiny little dots in there and i'm raising them see and that was none of his business you know i'm looking at the aquatic section in petco and there's like a hundred goldfish stuffed in one tank okay well how silly is that if you really care and he, and he sounded stupid like he's going on about well, I care, you know, I'm not selling you any fish. Nope, nope, nope. You know, at Petco, we care about the fish and you, you need um, one goldfish per 30 gallon tank. Like who the hell does that? People, have you, who does that besides Charlie Brown? Okay, with the one goldfish in the tank with the little fake piece of, you know, plant. That was in a coloring book. People do not have one freaking fish in a big tank, even in a 30 gallon tank. So you've got me bent on, on, on your stupidity. Is that what you're trying to do? So I knew it immediately what this man was trying to do. And I ended up escalating it just to kind of fast forward. I escalated the situation, um, in terms of, I went to my car, came back, decided to video record our conversation about why he would not sell me the goldfish. I asked him straight up why he wouldn't sell me the goldfish. He, and he explained that, you know, even though I even, even though I had another 
tank with the turtle that needed fish, he still wasn't going to sell me the the fish because he didn't know what I was really going to do with the fish. And I'm sitting here like this is the dumbest argument of a transaction over some 10 cent goldfish, 30 cent goldfish I have ever witnessed. And I said, this, this this is crazy. And I I knew really what he was doing was he was upset with me because first I was dressed to the nines because I, as a black woman, he knew that I was an important person. Like you, you can clearly tell this person is intelligent. Okay. Me. And when I saw that, you know, he was lazy, I didn't say anything, but he didn't want to help me to begin with. So it just triggered a reaction where he didn't even feel like getting the two goldfish to begin with. So then he came up with excuses as to why he didn't want to sell it to me and why he thought he was God almighty. Like he, you know, like, and the other thing I forgot to tell you guys, I was like, who is the manager? I need to talk to the manager. He goes, oh, well, I'm the manager. I said, you're the manager. Oh my God, really? <laughs> and I'm not sure his ego was totally deflated because his his actual presence and leadership was that of nothing. He was like, he needs to go stock some shelves, learn some merchandising and sit the hell down. So at the end of the day, when he discovered that I was uh, had my video camera on, he goes, "You need to leave my you need to leave my store now, before I call the authorities." So he kind of he kind of walked up on me, like he was gonna do something in a way. Like I said, "Oh, he's doing this his redneck hillbilly thing." And mind you, this man it doesn't matter. Hillbilly can look many different ways. This man literally looked like a skinhead. He had a bald, your typical bald head. Beardy beard, He had a bald head. He had his um, freaking white t-shirt, blue jeans. Cause I like, I like to go in the mountains. I like to go, go, go. Man, Joshua, get over here, man. Give me some more tobacco, man. Yeah, you know. <coughs> yeah, let's go fishing. Yeah, you got those pack of smokes? <coughs> yeah, I just, uh, just shot a deer, you know, already. And got his, ant- got his uh, antlers on. You know, still in the garage. <laughs> yeah, crack open one of those um, Michelob, those Michelob, 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 Michelob lights, man. Yeah, do better, 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 Yeah, let's go get those. Let's jump in the truck to get those. Get the dogs. Get the flags. Let's get in our Tonka trucks and roll. Tonka Tonka trucks, dude. Tonka Tonka trucks. Let's intimidate people down the street. Yeah, with our Tonka trucks and flags. Yeah, yeah. Tonka trucks and flags. Yeah, yeah. Tonka trucks and flags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Confederate dude. Do 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 do. Confederate dude. Do do do. 
If it wasn't for my forefathers who wrote the Constitution, dare dare, dare dare, they own slaves, dare dare, you're still a slave to me, dare dare, dare, now, 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 okay. Yeah, dare or dare. I'm talking about the redneck in town. Yeah, redneck. Yeah, meow, meow. And I straight called him a redneck. And I didn't care. You know, and don't you dare? Don't you dare care? Well, I guess that fiery me is like, I don't care. You're not going to sit here and not and, and totally do the 1952 move and walk around and and kind of in this way where you're trying to intimidate me and disrespect me and and dismiss me. So I talked to his district manager and she was like, first of all, he told you, he told you that um, the fish section closed at seven. It's like, yes. Oh, she goes, you miss um, Esberry, you can come into Petco anytime. We'll never deny you anything in Petco. You can get any fish you want at any time. We certainly want your business. Please come back. So that was the result of that situation. Okay. I chose to take down that video, but I might repost it. I'm just letting Petco know. Doesn't mean I'm saying that the brand itself is racist. But what it says is, is the ideology of the people in the pet business and because of that i'm sorry i probably will have to repost that video but when i do you'll have a um i will provide a video update too i promise because i'm not here to again bash petco because i like i like petco um but that is my struggle and i've been telling you guys this and now you got to really you know in order to, to see what i'm saying you have to see the video because it, it, you can see him, this man, like turning red, and he looks like a literally like a KKK guy. I mean, like I could see that that racist entity, and I call racism a demonic entity because it is. It's one of the greatest entities, of energies, and it's not some little old ghost in a corner. I'm talking about an, an entity, a conglomeration of a very old energy that has destroyed many civilizations. So what the hell is that? Where is that coming from? If you really want to know the truth, that's one of the most destructive things to mankind is racism. Because you have um, you have genocide that occurs in, in all, all over the world. You have families that hate certain skin complexions and phenotypes that persecute and then the, those those children that were persecuted grow up to have psychological problems of self-hatred and sometimes they react violently you know because they were teased or bullied so it is the plight when I talk about human race you always got you guys always hear me talk about it you don't hear me just bashing white people I talk about everybody because this is a human race problem period where it doesn't matter what you look like you're trying to get botox or you may be trying to get something fake you know you could be wearing 
Um, or you could be living a fake lifestyle or a falsehood where you're living a double life, not telling people everything. You're living a complex life, you know, um, dealing with, with, you know, even your skin complexion, you know, so the thing is, is in phenotype, it's not just about skin complexion. It's also beyond skin complexion. If your actual energy is more geared towards that of one would say like a person of color, but you happen to look white, you will be persecuted. You will be kind of classified in a different way. And you know it. And you know it. And that's why you guys often have black friends or, you know, Latino or Asian friends because your own race sees that you, your energy is kind of more geared towards a person of color. It's not like, 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 totally, totally like, 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 totally, totally like, dude. It's not like that. You may talk like that, but your energy is not like that. So, um, yeah, so that was what happened. I mean, it was a good outcome, but... Do I really want to go back into that Petco? The only time I would go back into Petco is if that man was gone. Why do I want to go back in there and reach? I don't want to sit and have a we are the world conversation. Because see, here's the thing. I'm not here to change, to to make people, to make people not racist. Okay. Because that's your own personal journey that you literally have to do. That's not my responsibility. Keep your core value. If you want to be, stay racist, stay racist. But in your racism, you still need to do commerce with people of color. Because if you don't, that your, your own economic survival is, is under siege. Because we will get to the point where we don't do business with you. We won't work for you or do business with you. So what happens to you if that were to happen? Did you ever think of that possibility? See, a lot of you have been writing off of the notion that as long as people of color, color, as long as niggers, as long as those, those burritos, as long as those egg rolls, as long as those you know, Buddha people, as long as those, you know, Vietnameseers and cat eaters, you know, all kind of crappy stereotypes and, um, sand niggers, all kind of, all kind of way words used to describe people all over the world, racist comments. If we were to actually, um, work together and stop doing business with with companies and people that mistreat us, what what the hell would happen? That would actually be a great phenomenon. It would tip the scale. Because to be honest with you, the people that are acting that way, you guys need to really check yourselves. Don't think you're going to be alive forever. And stop lying to yourself and putting yourself into a mental illness. That when you go to heaven, God is just going to forgive you for all of your sins. That's just like saying this. Let me give you, let me break it down this way. Mama, 
Mama, I have to tell you something. What is that, little Jimmy? Mama, well, I went into the forest and um, I kind of got curious, you know, and do you know those matches and lighters that Daddy had in the garage? Yes, Jimmy, what, what are you trying to say? Well, um, I sort of, you know, lit up some parts of the forest. <gasps> Jimmy, Jimmy boy, Jimmy, Jimmy boy, are, you can't be serious. Mama, yes, the, the forest is on fire in different parts and it's burning fast. And Mama, we have to hurry and, and go. And Mama, there's something else I have to tell you. Jimmy boy, what is that? I just, I can't believe my ears. What are we doing when we don't have time to sit? But Mama, all of the money that, you know, that Daddy and you had in that, those suitcases. <gasps> Jimmy, you wouldn't. Well, I kind of wanted to, like, see it burn up. I just thought it would be, you know, kind of cool, you know. So... I sort of burned it all up and then I went out to the forest and just started burning it up because it was burning trees and that's what money is. <gasps> Jimmy boy, that was our life savings. I can't believe it. And oh my gosh, I see the smoke and the embers. The fire is here. It's coming. It's coming quick. Jimmy boy, I can't believe. What are we going to do if we leave this house? We'll have absolutely nothing. You've, oh, there's, there's one last hope. Let me find my great Martha's Agatha. Yes, I know exactly. Mama? Mama? <laughs> Mama, Jimmy, Jimmy, please don't tell me that 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 you did something with the with the precious stone, Mama. <laughs> what did you do? What did you do with it? Well, I took it a long time ago, actually, and threw it in the water. <laughs> I just thought it would be cool to see it splash and, you know, and it looks so pretty like as it flew in the air. Jimmy boy, that was everything we could have ever owned. Now we'll be forever poor and we'll have nothing. Grab your bags, let's go. And they escaped and finally they escaped to another place. And Jimmy Boy grew up and he grew old. And what Jimmy Boy's story didn't tell you was that when he set that forest on fire, he unfortunately killed many people and animals along the way doing that. And Jimmy Boy lived a reckless life his whole life. And then one day he took his last breath and he said, good night, Jesus, please forgive me. And then Jimmy Boy looked around and he didn't see a crown, but he did see a frown. And it wasn't anything like a white gown, but indeed it was a white gown that he recalls. It was the white gowns that his ancestors wore. We have white gowns of not glory, but 
a very old story of his real torment um, in the afterlife because Jimmy Boy actually represents people who continue to persecute, do things um, out of the box like their God, you know, causing wars, causing, um, destroying uh, nations because they think they're God. Somehow they, they've removed themselves from their bodies, I guess, and walking around in, in a mental illness. And what's even scarier is if these people are in leadership positions and no one is, is has the courage to really overthrow such a thing, then everyone is, is doomed. And to tell you the truth, no one has had the full courage because no one can quite see who the entity is behind the veil. The Wizard of Oz was a greater... Um, was actually a greater story it wasn't it wasn't just the simple yellow brick road you know everything had some form of symbolism the wicked witch of the west and then the good witch okay you you have you know a group of of people of different you know oh they weren't all people but a group of creatures and a human on a path each having a different uh need that they needed to fulfill but it was very dangerous okay and throughout the journey of life when you're on a yellow brick road or you're trying to stay on that road you will encounter things that will try to get you off of the path so the path the your path is your determination to continue to endure and get to the next step in your life or the next stage, the passions that you have, the dreams that you have. Okay. And when you try to do that, that's when it gets tough. Okay. Go and get tough. Just like in the Wizard of Oz, you saw those little monkeys coming out of the blue, raising havoc, these little beast, you know, doing things. And the Emerald City seems so so far away but yet it was it was it was close now when Dorothy actually made her I, I don't even remember the story to be honest but she made her wishes and um, with Toto and everything else obviously she was I guess she was having some kind of a dream but was she really dreaming or was she really in the parallel world but the key is at the very towards the very end of the movie when each of the characters developed character they developed more character you know they 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 were given the things that they needed by the good witch or they were blessed but the most important piece is that all this this time you know this the scary wizard was actually a little bitty man behind a curtain okay so who is behind the veil is the question I believe that whatever is behind the veil of the darker energy polarity is very small because the opposite of small is what grand 
And if life is grand and infinite life is that, then what is the opposite of that? Very, 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 very minute. However, that minuteness, because of the stagnation that comes with that lower vibrational plane, is very difficult sometimes to endure these things. It is very hard because you're going in a backwards um, energy frequency. Whenever you're dealing with like a negative ion, that's going into to a different opposite frequency. And when you're going into that, um, it's almost it is almost equivalent as going into the past. And when you go into the past, that's stagnation. Okay, that's why it's never good to dwell on the past, but to learn from the past, learn the blueprint, retell the stories and move forward. You know, move ahead. You're not going to make your chicken, Cyrus. So, yes, my son just came in here and turned off my turtle's lamp as I as I guess I could have done that, but he ran and did it. So thanks. Um, yeah. So the truth is, is that that's what we, when we're going through these difficult times, that's what we're dealing with. So rednecks, racist people, um, of all colors, backgrounds, shapes and sizes, you need to go sit down. Now it's even more heartening. This, it's it's to me. It's it doesn't matter the the color, because if you if your spirit, even in the Bible it says this people, and I go back to the Bible because I was raised a Christian. I'm not, I'm not religious, but it does say you need to to be observant of the spirit. It even says that in the Quran, people's spirit. What is it? like you know be have a discerning spirit don't just you know if you get a gut feeling that this is, is not a good person for me you need to run because sometimes when you engage in hooking up with somebody that's not for you being friends with people that are not good for you it will send you 10 years behind schedule it could even take out your whole life you know, in, in these days, is time for us as people to, number one, there's no time for complacency. There's time for creativity. There's time for business ownership. It, it, it requires a level of discipline. If you're not equipped to run a business, then maybe you can help run a business. Like help the person who owns a business to run their business and perhaps work out the stock ownership. You know, I think that we're we're gonna have to change the way we we do business. But if you're not, if you're you as a um, are going to be racist towards people, and we're paying you as we go in your stores and spending money around the world, I don't care. And there's a population of us that has been supporting you, and you've been taking our money. I'm talking about all around the world. Those days are coming to an end. If you think that you're going to still Oshkosh Magosh it and you're going to walk, I'm going to walk with my fancy and walk with my prancy and walk, walk with my head high. 
and I'm not going to say hi, and I'm going to be stuffy like Muffy. There's so many people walking around freaking like they walked into a wall. Just like, I'm tight-fisted and tight-lipped, and what are you doing? Taking our resources, taking our real estate, get away. You have people every day thinking like this. That is a lower vibrational plane. That's going to make your face look contorted. You're going to lose your beauty, by the way. You're going to lose your good looks. Um, your People aren't going to want to be around you. You're going to be engaging in self-destructive behaviors at home because you're rich or wealthy you know, that you think no one's going to know about your little dirty secrets and whatever that nobody, I really don't want to know about. But guess what? If they're hurting life people it will be exposed one way or the other this is the the time of transparency there's no time for fake hoods you know there there was a period of time where you, what was done in the dark stayed in the dark for a minute but these days with technology you know I was able to 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 witness a person being racist and this is the reason I started this podcast last year was due to a racist experience at a, an event I was doing for my pet business this is why I started my podcast because I realized like wait a minute <clears throat> if I'm still seen as three-fifths of a person oh my god oh my god yeah duh because I was in the constitution and and people are proud of the, that constitution. If we still reference the constitution, you know, if we are still having the threads of that within our frameworks and within our history lessons in schools, then what other things are threaded into the American fabric of of his story? And why the hell do you think you know, in, in every sector of industry, that there is a disparity, a disparaging number and a lack of, um, you know, workforce or equality for people of color that have been here for hundreds of years. See, some of you come over here and you don't realize there are people that have been here. Just like if you go to other countries and you see how poor these people are. They have been there. And then you have people that are new immigrants. And they are very wealthy in, that, in the country that where they are still struggling. Because much of it has to do with the way the labor um, system is set up. And sadly, capitalism and the structure of capitalism is a residual a a in a faulty uh unsustainable system from slavery who the hell was on the top massa mistress massa massa mistress they were on the top okay their families were on the top who and then the other population of how many hundreds of slaves on that plantation were on the bottom what does that tell you that is capitalism. I am on the top. I am capital. I am tall. I am big. You are small. You are small. You are. You are small. 
I am big because I don't have brain. So I need others to run, to run country, to, to make invention that I steal, to, to raise my family. And I killed them later to, to, to do things. And I don't understand how they know how to do math when they can't read to, to, I don't know how to spell either. And I get mad when I see my slaves smarter than me, especially the little children. So I separate them from their family because they too smart. Two, two, two. Okay, so that when you think of that system, and that system, you can go back to the, um, Europe. You can you can go back to the um, actually you can just go back to the uh, forgot what what the name of that system is. It's, it's late. It slipped in my mind. But the system of the serfs and the peasants and the lords and you know it was still a hierarchy. A, a, a stratification where the peasants are on the bottom, the king is on the top, and they rule. So when you take that system, is baked into the American system of, of commerce and, and how free commerce w- was back then. And then you change that system due to, you know, new technology emerging during the endeavor, ha, in double revolution interestingly enough industrial revolution then it's like it's like america whoever these small brains were didn't have time to really give a a real um, roadmap of the ecosystem that would be set up for the next 400 years you know so again People stayed at the bottom. Who were those people? People of color stayed at the bottom. That's how it was. And still are financially, economically at the bottom in comparison to other people of the world, of the global system. Sadly, the underdevelopment of Africa has caused many, um, you know, colonialism is really no different than just a bunch of poison being scattered all throughout, you know, a garden. And the sad part is that poison eats away at the at the land around it and it begins to cause decay. Okay, and it and, and it also spreads. Okay, like a parasite. So the difference is that that's exactly what colonialism is. And when you have people living on mansions and beach houses, because I I can't do that. I I am from the Isles. My family was from the, the Catherines. Yes, we have land in all parts of the world and no one can tell us anything and we can get away with whatever, whatever we wish. Because we have money like bliss. And that is the truth. You know, so that's who, why there's problems around the world. And that's the poison. And many people around the world, are, especially Africa, are still struggling. 
you know, governments are not, they guys don't own your own government. You, you think you're running that government, but there's somebody else running that government for you. And they, they are telling you what to do with all the money. You know, there is a cap as far as what these African officials are doing. Not all, I mean, I can't speak on every single one of them, but most of them are not truly running that economic ship. There, there are other, um, believe me, there's other real people that own some of that real estate from back in the 1700s that are not letting go. Um, there's, there are things, parasites that will never leave. And they, and the thing is, they're not pouring back in, not all of, not all the parasites, some parasites decided to, to become good bacteria and, and now they're fighting for good. Okay. That, that represents people trying to do what's right, but that's a very small percentage. And you know, I'm not really talking about those people. So I'm just talking, being real with you guys. Um, were we really assessing what the hell is going on? Okay. So I think I'm done talking. I am done talking for tonight. Now sleep tight, everyone. But by the time I publish this, a new day will be gone. But uh, keep in mind what I'm saying, because every day we need to keep striving and we need to keep uh just be aware and you don't have to go shop at places that disrespect you and you need to make a stand, open your mouth, send a letter, send an email, escalate it up. Don't let it go. Mobilize. I don't care what it takes. We need to organize, stop doing business with people that will disrespect you, you know, unless they give you a formal apology and then you feel okay. But me in that Petco on Havana and um, Ironton Street in Aurora, Colorado. Hmm. Don't think I'll be going back there. So got to find a new one because I don't have to subject uh, subject myself to re-experiencing that moment over and over again. All right, everybody. Talk to you soon in a meow whisper. Meow, meow.